Material discussed in this episode is for mature audiences only. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Hello! We are back with some more fun. This is Jay. This is David. This is Jordan. This is Nick. And we're wait, 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 wait. Hey, uh, Mom and Dad, really quick. Yes? Say you're here. This is Mom, this is Dad, this is Bonnie, this is David something. This is Dad. <laughs> Mom, you there? Hey, this this is Mom, Bonnie. <laughs> and we're, and we're brothers, brothers Unhinged. What, what, what? <laughs> Parents Unhinged episode. <laughs> What is up, everybody? How's it going? Carne asada. Asada. Hey, we, really quick. I'm a little parched. Yeah, we, we need to just a drink real quick, a little thirst. Get Three, going. Two, one. <laughs> More time. Uh, uh, uh. Parched it. Ugh. It's great water. Give me some Coke or something. I'm seeing colors <laughs> through my mouth. So before we get into this uh, episode, I want to uh, start it off with a nice little sports fact that we started, just started recently with our episodes. So here it goes. John Stockton is the all-time assist leader for the NBA at 15,806 assists. The next active player on the list is in third place, and it's Chris Paul. He is at 11,711. That is a difference of 4,095. So, if Chris Paul, who's already at close to the end of his career, in order for him to catch John Stockton, John Stockton's average per year, I mean per game of his career for assists is 10.5. So, if Chris Paul had 10.5 assists every game, in order for him to catch John Stockton, he would have to play another 390 games. <laughs> wow. Wow. Puts it into a little weird perspective for you. Just how good amazing. he was. How, how amazing he was, yeah. Here's one more for you. John Stockton, stills leader. 3,265. Next closest, Jason Kidd. 2,684. What, what about active? Chris Paul. 2,578. 2,578. Crazy. Well, as, if you guys haven't you noticed, know, we have some special guests today. Our wonderful parents, mom and dad, Bonnie and David Sr. <laughs> Get it. Hey, hey. Oh, 
Come and get it on Thank you so much for that little brief introduction. Uh, we had them pick some music, and you know, we grew up as all of us brothers listening to classic rock and classic hits. So oh yeah, that, that blue song, truck baby. That song also has a very special place in our hearts. But we'd like to welcome Mom. Thank and you, Dad, Dad, on our podcast. Welcome. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing this, great. This is our first time doing a phone call, so we had a little uh, um, hit and miss at the very beginning, but we'll, we're learning. <clears throat> Anyways, we'd like to go ahead and uh, basically bring this forward is the way that we want this to be done is uh, we've had a lot of feedback from our Q&As and we thought it would be a great idea to Q&A our own parents and just talk to them about growing up and their own like things that they are involved in and we're excited to hear some answers uh, from the questions that we have. Uh, I know that Nicholas went and spoke with us uh, off offshoot, and he's like, you know, I've known you guys my entire life, obviously, but I'm getting to know you more and more with these questions, and so we're hoping to yeah, this go will ahead be and the same, the same thing. thing. Yeah, this will be the same thing with mom and dad. Okay, we can't hear you really well when you're talking, Dave, but just letting you know. How about now? Better. Okay. So uh, we're just trying to go ahead and go through how uh we're going to navigate with the phone it's the first time that we're doing it so we're just making sure that the levels are okay and that you can hear us right and what's gonna what's gonna happen is these questions will kind of be all over the place mom and dad there might be some of you growing up what's your favorite stuff kind of just know that it might be jumping around timeline wise all right and uh we'll be passing the phone so there'll be small uh moments of a pause of because each brother may, in fact, be introducing different questions. So, okay, uh, who's gonna? We're gonna go ahead and get started. This is Nick. Can you hear me? Yes. All right. I got a juicy. Hi, Hi mom. <laughs> How are you juicy? doing? I got a juicy. <laughs> I got a juicy question to it's start only, it off. It's only a half juice question. Great. Half juiced. Quarter juice. Out of us boys. Is that, is that moist or juicy? <laughs> Extra don't moist. Say that word. Do not say that word. <laughs> All right. Out of us boys, who was the hardest baby? Who was the hardest toddler? And who was the hardest teenager? And who's the hardest adult? Well, that's easy. That. Ready, go. <laughs> uh, everyone warned me that my third baby would be the very hardest. <laughs> yeah. That would my be Jordan. My third baby was Jordan. <laughs> Dad and I had Jordan. And we were prepared for craziness. And he was You definitely got awesome. it. He was the best baby ever. Yes! <laughs> so he was the best okay. baby. Dad, okay. do, Dad, do, Dad, do you concur? I concur. <laughs> what a, what, a, now, Dad, what about the best toddler? Now you wanted to know the hardest toddler? Hardest? Can't well, who was the hardest? So Shit. Since, he, since he was the easiest baby, who was the hardest baby? Oh... 
shape because of his health, probably. So I, I was about I to say just, the same I thing. I think I would start because it was our first baby. We were so excited, and we had Jay, and we had a lot of issues health-wise. So I think that was the scariest and hardest because we didn't know what to expect. Plus, we had medical things we had to watch. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, what about toddlers? Now you want to know toddler? Yeah, easiest, hardest. I already know Toddler's the hardest. Toddler's easy. Hardest David. David. Yeah. <laughs> tell us about it, Dad. You're welcome. This is great. David T- tell, me, tell me how cute. horrible I was. No, he was cute. Awfully cute. That's, but he was hey, strong. Don't sugarcoat. Very Just let it go. He let had a nice spirit. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> His hair was like Albert Einstein. <laughs> Still is. When, Ernie. When he, when he, people wanted to hold him, he'd arch his back and wouldn't want to be held. And nobody could hold him, especially Grandma Kirk. She always had a hard time holding him because he'd arch his back. And, yeah, and he was 40 and then, pounds as a toddler. <laughs> and then he'd hide from people if he needed to get shots. Or any kind of medical thing, he'd hide under the table, and it would take uh, several nurses or and or people in the doctor's office to try to come get him and hold him down for his shot. I didn't like it. <laughs> Don't poke me. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> and as a toddler, I'll just say toddler. We're saying probably age zero to five. He had several emergency visits with. Stitches, fracture, (laughs) you know, anything. Mostly stitches, I guess. I was only putting you guys through training, you know, (laughs) making sure that you guys knew what to do when dire circumstances. And I have a fun picture of him that pops up on our screen all the time of him getting into the Earl and Janet kitchen cabinets. You're going to have to uh, forward that uh, picture to Nick because he likes to handle some of our social media and we'll Mm -hmm. put that on there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's pretty cute. He'd crawl in there and play with the dishes and everything. Kind of like when Nicholas would watch the laundry. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, you want to know teenager? Wait, easiest toddler first. Huh? Easiest toddler. Easiest toddler? Oh, Oh, Nick. I think Nick. Dang it. <laughs> Silent was, celebration over here from Nick. Maybe just because he was last and we had lots of helpers. Like we didn't care anymore. It was just like ass. <laughs> so true. So true. <laughs> you got to commentate. All right. This. All right. So. You have the phone. Now. Teenager? Hardest teenager. Easiest teenager. Jay was a pretty easy team. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was coming. <laughs> I guess that. Hardest, hardest would have to be Jordan. I uh, <laughs> so, so Jordan, Jordan has now made Jordan's now made an easiest and a hardest on the list. That a boy. Yes. And we're not done <laughs> you yet. You made up for it. <laughs> Jay, you were hardest baby just because you were first and medical, but you were easiest uh, teenager. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now. Actually, Nick's kind of easy teenager too. Nice. <laughs> Good job, the dynamic I mean, duo. The adult. Yeah, we're we're like right. one in the same. Easiest adult, hardest adult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys are all hard. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. 
None of you is are that, easy. Is what that, are you is that, is that the easy answer? Is that the safe answer or the real answer? <laughs> That's the real answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so does that make us? That make us all easy. Does that make us all easy? That's what she said. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Move along. All right. So I've got a question. This is Jordan. Hi, Jordan. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Jordo. 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 You Dumbo. You Dumbo. You Dumbo. <laughs> so this one uh, stems from Willow originally, and she wanted me to ask you guys, who is your favorite kid out of all four of us? Oh, God. Oh. Favorite kid? Right, up, right off the bat. That, that's an impossible question. That's, that's not going to That's happen. an impossible question. That's, that's a hard question. Hey, answer it to the <laughs> best of your next, ability. Next question. <laughs> answer hey. it to the best of your ability. He pl- no, they're they're pleading question. the fifth. Pleading the fifth. <laughs> Obvious, the fifth. Obviously, it's David. O- obviously, it's Jay. Obviously, it's Jordan. You heard it here first. Nicholas said Jordan. Nicholas said. I don't know Nicholas if I'm the it. favorite anymore. <laughs> I can tell you that the older brothers think it was Nick. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I, you know, maybe because they were, you know, here, able here. to. Um, he was able to get away with a little bit more stuff because, like Dad said, we just didn't care. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but Dad, it could be the uh, first and the last. It could be Jay and Nick. The two in the middle just got whatever. But <laughs> I'll, I'll bring this up. My, my answer to Mom. The last. I'll answer this. I concur. I concur. We believe Nicholas was the the favorite. I concur. <laughs> we were the problem I love children. You all the same. David and I. <laughs> Well, I, I have another uh, question here. This kind of stems back for you and mom, uh, dad, you and mom. I need you both to answer. Um, where, w- growing up, where was your favorite place to grow up? And tell us a story yeah, or two. Why? Grow up, hang out. No, grow up like as growing up as little kids. Probably where my where my uh, my mom still lives because. When I was growing up, there wasn't a school behind her house, and we used to play in the field with bicycles, catching lizards, uh, running around, riding bikes, sleigh riding, and all that stuff in the uh, in the fields and stuff before the school was built. He basically cut his tongue off riding his bicycle. You know, it's really hard to that. imagine because uh, we we've all had our our experiences at that house, but it's really hard to imagine that house without stuff around it like always seeing the school when we were growing yeah, up there's but always it's hard been the to school. it's hard to say or like imagine and picture grandma's house without everything around it or like the hill that or like the hill that uh dad almost cut his tongue off riding his bike that's clear down in willow creek right and also another one is like where dad and um his brothers used to go ride dirt bikes on the the dirt hills over by where the cemetery was, right, Dad? Wasn't there a big hill over there? North of the cemetery, or we had a huge track, flat track, where the Smiths is right now. So crazy. Mm -hmm. It's really hard for me to answer that question because I grew up in one house that I remember of. I turned one year old on Paradise Lane in Taylorsville. Wow, that is awesome. 
so the memory I have to look back at a picture but I'm sitting on a blanket <coughs> with my lamb cake my one year old lamb cake with toys around me and they took a picture of me at the house so I've grown up in one house basically that I remember awesome there was one other house on the avenue somewhere it was like an apartment but I was I was just a a baby so oh, that's where growing the up in rich Taylorsville, people live <laughs> Nice. Growing up in Taylorsville, that's where I grew looking, up. Looking down on the pe- looking down on the peasants from Salt Lake Valley, from the <laughs> avenues. <laughs> so, uh, in combination with that, um, there's a question. Uh, in growing up, uh, the next question kind of uh, ties to, into this is: Where were some places that you enjoyed to go and visit and or hang out? Um, and this could be as a, a, a kid a teenager and into adulthood like we're, we're okay to open up a little bit into this just to see what you guys were about when you were growing up and in, in teenagers like things that you like to do places you like to go and see first all right i'll go first um growing up um we gr- kind of grew up and, I, and dad can answer his own way but we grew up in the era where mom and mom and dad would come home from work and we'd have dinner together at the dinner table kind of thing. So we always had dinner together. That's super rare um, now. Now playing with my friends was different than the playing that friends do today. I think mostly we played outside a lot. We played games like kick the can, uh, yard games. We rode bikes a lot, skateboards. Um, when my brother was born, I used to take him for uh, rides on my bike with my friends, and we'd go over to Taylorsville Park, and we'd play at the park. Yeah, I think, I think, um, I mean, we grew up doing the same thing, but yeah. you're right, Mom. Today's kids, it is very different if the uh-huh. parents aren't forcing kids to get outside and, and do what we used yeah. to do. Well, and like for, for us, like... We don't even have to force my kids outside. I mean, we have to practically force them inside. So I'm kind of grateful for that. So, I mean, that came naturally. We never really, you know, said, hey, you got to play outside. They just enjoy being out there. So I'm kind of grateful that that has passed down. Can yeah, we did good. We did the same thing growing up. Any, uh, we didn't have any electronics. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have any of that. We had the phones that hang on the wall that had the cords you'd have to if you went to the other room to talk you had to buy a longer cord um i don't know what you want to know i mean vacations i think dad's family and my family did a lot of the same things when i grew up we went uh, for a lot of rides in the mountains we went to drive-in movies at the red redwood drive-in place and we used to get kentucky fried chicken oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> and we used to get root beer from AW Root Beer, and we'd sit in our car and we'd watch movies together. Um, we didn't have seat belts back then. We didn't have car seats. Um, we didn't have helmets when you ride your bikes or any kind of that stuff. Car seats are for sissies. We grew up <laughs> riding in the back of old blue truck on Bangor Highway in 215. What up? <laughs> we went to Lava Hot Springs every year. We went to Yellowstone every year. Um, a few times we took trips to Disneyland or California. Um, we never, you know, I didn't go on an airplane till I married your dad. So, I mean, we didn't do any faraway trips or anything like that. It was go to see family in Colorado, like the Alstons when they lived there on the Air Force Base. And we'd go to Las Vegas and see them when they lived in Las Vegas. 
um, or California. Those so, were our big trips. But a lot of road trips. But then. we loved camping. Uh, my dad loved to take us fishing. We stayed in the tents. So those are some of the things that I remember as memories growing up is uh, playing a lot outside um, and those kind of things. So, yeah, go ahead. Uh, mine was probably um, we used to go fishing twice a year, once with the Strawberry Stream tribulation uh, tributaries and the Strawberry Reservoir, and then we'd go hunting for deer twice a year, bow hunting, and then also rifle hunting. So we did that growing up every year, probably, you know, two times fishing and then two times hunting. Out of, um, out of the hunting, did you enjoy rifle hunting or bow hunting more? Rifle, because you didn't walk as much. Figures. <laughs> bow hunting, yeah, yeah. you're always chasing the deer around, trying to scare them up, or where uh, deer hunting with a rifle. More range, spot, right? Better you'd range. You'd find a spot, and you'd wait for them to, to move. <laughs> but mostly... Mostly, I think the the most enjoyment was was the the camping part of it because all my aunts and uncles and cousins would have a hundred people would have a gigantic camp where we would have our own food or would and then all the old men would play poker and the kids would just watch and knowing that someday if we hung around long enough we'd get a chance to be at the poker table. But it was. With pennies, wasn't it, or money? Oh yeah, it was. It was quarter, dime, nickel, penny stuff I got. But uh, that was, that was, what I remembered. And then sports. I don't know if you guys are gonna go into sports, but uh, uh, growing up, my dad was my baseball coach. And then uh, up until my 13, 14, and then I also worked for my dad at South High as a lifeguard and a swimming teacher. There's a lot of people that I come in contact with. There's a lot of people that I come in contact with dad um, at work that um, know grandpa. Either um, was a student or part of a team um, or like an acquaintance or another teacher. So it's kind of cool sometimes that I get to hear some stories about grandpa from other people. Yeah, he was much more uh, talented and well-known as, as me for sure. Yeah, he was big time. Well, awesome. I, he was one of he was one of those favorite teachers. Yeah, that's kind of what I get. Um, uh, something else that I kind of wanted to know, question wise, because um, David, uh, as part of kind of piggybacking on this one, mom and dad, is I want to know, in high school, where was um, your designated hangout, like a restaurant or a place to go, like didn't matter where but as a teenager where did you guys all go to hang out and then also what was there a friend friend's house that everybody always went to and the reason why i asked that is because growing up <coughs> our house tended to be the place where our friends would come and hang out so um i want to hear what you guys want to say uh as far as where we hung out as a high school at the corner of highland drive and 70th south is a it's McDonald's now, but it used to be a D's, and that's where Hillcrest and Bryant used to go down after sporting events to fight. 
So <laughs> yes. Did you we get in any fights, Dad? Did you fight? Rumble like the sharks and the jets. <laughs> That's so awesome. Awesome. Do you, do, you, do you have any rumble stories together, on that? As far as getting together housewise, I was either in uh, in baseball or wrestling or a band geek, so I didn't hang around much at night. Okay. David asked if you got in any rumbles. Oh, yeah. Not fist fights, but when I was down there hanging out with all the the Brighton guys, I only got I only was in two fights my whole life, one in junior high and one in high school, and they didn't amount to much. But uh, did you win? The one in junior high, we squared off, and nobody threw a punch. And then the one in high school was a guy from my neighborhood that was in my ward that I uh, punched in the face one time and broke his nose. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And then years years later when I sold insurance, I went over to his house when he was married and he said to his kids, this is the guy who broke daddy's nose when we were in high school. <laughs> Did you tell him because your dad's an idiot messed, messed around with the wrong guy? Phil's hangout was, but I wasn't involved much with it because I was tending my brother. Um, I couldn't do after-school activities or evening activities, but um, the hangout was over. It's kind of where it's not there anymore. Well, maybe it is. You know where the Harmons is on Redwood and 53rd South, and to the north of it, there was a scone cutter. I don't think it's there anymore. Yeah, scone cutter, baby. I miss scone cutter so much. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't really go to people's houses in the evenings or anything like that. Uh, just as I got older and, uh, when we were seniors, we used to go to Frisco Bay dancing occasionally with my friends. And that's kind of where I first met your dad, but I, he, I knew him through Sandra, my sister. Briefly, what was the fashion like back then? What would your guys's normal everyday get up be? Like going to kind school like or going out at out. night. Talk about it. Oh, okay. Sorry to interrupt you. It's no, kind of like it's coming back now. The flared out pants. Um, that was mostly popular when I was in junior high, but it kind of carried through high school a little bit. Um, the big kind of Levi jean to wear was Jordash jeans and cowboy boots. I had some of both. Um also cowboy leg boots <laughs> leg warmers were very popular in the 80s so you'd wear your normal pants like a cindy lopper type of thing top. huh <laughs> what like a cindy lopper type of look flash dance yeah <laughs> yeah leg did you tease your hair and use pants. a bunch of mousse flared flared out pants uh let's see I, parachute pants you know the swish swish you know those kind of pants? Those were popular. <laughs> and big hair. If yeah. Curlers in your hair to make your hair tall and big. Feathered back. Including... Sarah Fawcett look. Oh, yeah. Big. Including dad's mullets, for sure. <laughs> Dad got a perm. I remember he was a permer. Right, Dad? One perm, and I usually had wrestling, so I never had very and then, <laughs> uh, long hair. It was always fairly short. And then the super short jogging shorts that if you weren't careful, your nutsack would flop out. Right? 
<laughs> I had to. There's pictures of you in those shorts that basically go up to your belly button. It's kind of hard to think. You're Question, edible. John Stock. John Stockton shorts, man. Indiana Wait Jones had a, had a satchel. <laughs> it's a satchel. Indiana Jones had one. It's a before we continue, um, let's go with. Oh wait, Dad, did you? Oh yeah, you guys both talk. Answer that question, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, we want to turn the time over to our our uh, music geek over here, Mr. Joe. What's up, guys? Hey. All right. So part of the new segment we're doing, um, my side is like musical facts or music things that we find mm -hmm. interesting. So, I dedicated this one to Dad and his favorite band. The drummer of Def Leppard actually lost his arm on December 31st, 1984, New Year's Eve. And Rick Allen, it was his name, and was involved in a serious car crash in Sheffield, which resulted in him losing his left arm. The band took a hiatus from performances during this period and didn't return to the stage until August of 1986. So two years. During this period, Alan explained that he had to reteach himself how to play the drums. So, Dad, how do you feel about that, them being your favorite band? Do you feel like it hindered his performance, or do you think that it became a cool new way of him drumming? Well, you being a drummer before, you would know that... Just because he doesn't uh, is not able to use his one arm with tom toms, he modified his tom toms with his feet, then also just was able to move across the set with one arm instead of two. So he was still an excellent drummer and still was able to overcome that. Where most people would just say, "Forget it, I can't play anymore." Where he would he would still perform, and you being a drummer could see just how talented and great he was with two feet and one arm uh, still playing. Yeah, he had, um, I watched a video one time, and uh, he had a couple, uh, couple more pedals than usual down by his feet that would help him do his fills and anything that he needed to. And with a rock beat, you know, it's a pretty simple beat, but... Uh, he was still able to utilize his one arm just like, you know, most drummers can with two. So it was kind of really cool uh, fact and a, a cool thing that we have always kind of talked about because of, you know, my love for drumming. So it's kind of a cool fact for you. Uh, Nick here. I got a question for you. Hey, Nick. Hi. Who's well, the question for? It's for both of you. Okay. Um, what are some of the best dates you guys went on at the beginning of a relationship and so on? I'm going to be honest with you. I think our favorite was either dancing or taking drives in the canyons. We took a lot of drives in the canyons, and I absolutely loved that when we did that. And then, of course, um, what else was I say? Dancing. Just uh, as we were courting. We'd go dancing at either Frisco Bay or Xenon. Was it called Xenon? Xenon, mm -hmm. and that was really fun. And Dad won't dance with me anymore. I guess it was just <laughs> to pick up chicks. <laughs> Picking up the chicks. You got to be careful of those knees. 
<laughs> yeah, careful. Yeah, but they're new knees now. Both of us. So, <laughs> Dad, go ahead and elaborate. Same thing. Same question as Nick. No, that was good. Um, just the, and then also hanging out with her folks, uh, with her dad watching uh, watching sports or going down to the arena um, where he was a security guard watching the jazz play in the old top house. Question: When you first met him, um, just because his voice was so commanding and just crazy. Were you like intimidated? Because if I were in your shoes, just Grandpa seemed to be a scary dude. He just seemed to be grumpy all the time. <laughs> not, not necessarily scary, but uh, you know, having to work two jobs all the time. And but no, we got along great. We uh, he called him Chief. Chief. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I, I remember about that. Yeah. I want to know. Do you remember him showing you his gun cabinet? No, he never did that for me. <laughs> um, on the same topic as Nick brought up, it, do you guys remember the first like moment that you guys like interacted, whether it be like at that dance place or like a conversation or like sitting at a table and like drinking a soda and saying, "Hey, do you want to dance the next song?" or anything like that? Do you remember that first moment that you can elaborate or tell us about? And with that, what what did and mom? And with that, what did you guys? What's your initial, like, what was your initial reaction to, dad? And dad, what was your initial reaction to mom? Okay, well, this is this is something I don't even know if he'll remember because I was just in high school. Hey, we want both but, perspectives. That's what we want. Okay, all right. So the first time I physically like met him, or knew him, I went with. Penny, my cousin. Yeah, yeah, Penny. To, yeah, high to a high school band competition at the University of Utah, and I was just in high school, and we went to this competition, and I had, I guess, met him before through Sandra because he used to double date with her, my sister. So um, I knew who he was, and I saw him down at this band competition. He was um, ushering or kind of helping he was in his band costume as a kind of helping with this band competition thing so i took my cousin penny down and i introduced her to him and and just said hi to him and i don't know if he even remembers that but i just thought he was so cute i loved his eyes and i just i was was kind of infatuated with him but i was much younger not much but i was younger than him and And i i think you know what mom i'm gonna call you out i think it was seeing his uh thighs in those really short shorts But he was <laughs> <laughs> Little did she know. <laughs> Dad. But he had a girlfriend and everything. But I was—I thought he was so cute. All right, Dad, your turn. Probably uh, the, uh, she was just a a young high school girl, and I was already out of high school in college. So either at her house, seeing her when I when I was over there with Sandra and Pat. Uh, as a cute, cute young high school girl. So, did you make like an initial approach to her? Did you say to like Pat or Sandra's like, "Hey, can I uh, get the no. phone number or it something like that"? What was it like? It was probably at the dance like? place. 
he found out Sondra was going on a mission and said, "Hey, is that your sister?" Yeah, but it sounds like it sounds like he was already hanging out with Pat and Sondra at your at your house. So, what was yeah, the? I, see, what, I didn't know about that. What was the? What was what pushed Dad? What pushed you to finally like take that step and and um, either ask her out or or you know what what pushed you? Sandra going on a mission. Pat, Pat was on his mission. <laughs> Pat was on his mission. I knew Sandra, and then finding out that Sandra was going to go on a mission, I decided to to go to the younger sister. <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of this. I, I wouldn't say that. I, wouldn't say that. Uh, I don't think so. Everything happens for a reason. I know. All right, so here's the question on the dancing part, Mom. What was Dad's move that like? Gave that twinkle in your eye. I wanna. I wanna hear that. I wanna. What was the move? Standing backflip. I would agree. Yeah, buddy. That was oh, pretty cool. Standing oh my, backflip. that's nice. that's like some you got serve shit right awesome. there. Like that's awesome. We did that <laughs> cool. all the time in high so school. Cool. In uh, at the University of Utah marching band, you do it. And he'd also do it on Fine. the dance floor with Lamont. Hopefully, the nutsack stayed in place with those uh, short shorts. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of like a dirty grandpa. Yeah, yeah, yeah grandpa. exactly. <laughs> the prosthetic nutsack. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, was there a, a like a favorite dance that you like to do? Because I know that there are a lot of dances that were called certain things. What was like your go-to? Move. Snap the finger side to side. Yeah, yeah. You know, we all, it. What you didn't I, see behind the scene when we were doing that, <laughs> we were doing the side to side snaps like we always do. Slow dances. <laughs> keep it, keep it slow and the, simple. Circles in the sawdust. Did you, uh, <laughs> Dad? Did, uh, was there some grab assin <laughs> or some not grab assin? Okay, good. <laughs> Get your hands to yourself. A little slap ass. <laughs> so. Open arms, uh, journey, journey song. Uh, there was there was some slow dances that were just like the songs to dance to. That's awesome, mom. <laughs> hey, I got uh, another questions for you. Uh, for both of you guys, this is this kind of goes hand in hand. What are some high points of parenthood and high points of marriage? Marriage before? Is this Nick? Yes, this is Nick. Okay. High points of marriages? Yeah, high points of marriage, and then when kiddos came along, when we came along, high points of parenthood. And then marriage, of course, is also intertwined with parenthood. So what are some high points? I think just always having a companion and someone you can turn to and talk to and um, that companionship, um, feeling loyal and loyal to someone and important to someone. Um, and feeling loved and cared about, you know, and having someone to do that with is a high point of marriage. I don't know, David, what do you think? Yeah, just uh, having your own responsibility of yourself and your spouse, and once the kids came, having the responsibility of, uh, of family and being a dad. That's awesome. This is Jordan now. Mm-hmm. So I've got one. Uh, growing up, what did you both aspire to be? Like a dream job or something that you guys just wanted to do? 
when I was a senior in high school, I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. And I was a senior and my brother was a kindergartner. And the elementary school was just east of the high school. And so there was a certain time of a uh, certain class that I took that I could go over to the elementary school and help with the kindergarten classes. And so that was really cool for me because that was something that I aspired to do. And the kindergarten teachers said, we can write a letter for you. I think they actually write it a le- wrote a letter for me just saying how good I was and and all that stuff. So a uh, school teacher basically is, is what I wanted to be. For me, either a music teacher because I really liked uh, being in uh, playing trumpet in uh, high school and college, uh-huh. or an attorney. An attorney, okay, that's cool. And um, did Dad, did you play any other instruments besides trumpet? Trumpet? Well, I could play all the brass instruments. So I played, I played uh, baritone, not so much trombone, but baritone. I could play really well, and trumpet. French horn, and then, of course, the piano. That's awesome. How about that uh, flugelhorn, uh, Dad? Did you do the flugelhorn oh, yeah. song that was on the charts? Yeah, I could play flugelhorn, too, because that's just like a trumpet, only just sounds different. That's awesome, guys. So uh, kind of like a two-parter with this, uh, another question I had was, what what jobs have you had during your career, or what uh, industries have you guys partaken in do you want to go first okay i'll go first uh so basically what jobs have i had yeah yeah what jobs have you had or what industries i mean because you could have multiple jobs in one industry so what industry or what jobs have you had during your career yeah the majority of my jobs i mean i've been working for a long time but my the majority of my jobs have been in banking or the credit card type industry we got ourselves um, the reason why nick is who he is the financials came from mom <laughs> hey didn't so that's been the no last dad, 40 years didn't you, didn't you oh. slang corn dogs at arctic circle for a bit yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've, I've been working for a very long time. Way when I was in high school, I had two part-time jobs in high school. One was at Arctic Circle on Night South and State. It was the national store at the time. And, um, yeah, that was a, a very busy Arctic Circle. But, yeah, yeah. I did that a couple of years probably. And, and then I also worked at a, a dis- department store which is no longer. It's called ZCMI. Some of you might see ZCMA gone, and that Arctic Circle yeah. is actually close to where now Jordan works on because yeah. Jordan's the OC Tanner is is by there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, Nick also got it from Dad with the economics too. Jordan reminded me. So economics degree from yeah. Dad and Mom working in banking. Yeah, banking for the last 40 years. Different things, of course, customer service, card side, loan side, new account side, um, management side, um, all, all that stuff. But, yeah, I'll let Dad talk. Let's Jobs. hear it, Dad. Um, well, probably the, I was with the newspaper. I delivered newspapers starting at 12. You and did that, that was, for a that long back- time. That was back when you went door to door collecting the money too. 
two dollars. I lost my two dollars. That's right. Um, <laughs> then I went clear up until my mission. When I got back um, in '91, I started as a manager for the newspaper, and I did that for 14 years. Well, when did um, the <laughs> spaghetti factory? When when was that? Uh, that was a nighttime job. I did. I've had two or three jobs my whole life. Uh, the Out arena I did for 31 years as a usher. Part time. That we, was a part time, and that was a blast. Yep, it I was a blast. See, mm-hmm. I got to see the jazz when they could play, and then. Uh, <laughs> I think collectively we all have some really great and fond memories because of that job that you had. Absolutely. Yeah, and then, the, and then all the all the concerts and stuff that I've seen were fantastic. Anywhere from the Grateful Dead to Moody Blues and all those guys. So Oh, so you took some acid, did you, Grateful Dead? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dad, how about watching Disney on Ice nine times in three days? <laughs> yes. You want to run out there and choke Mickey Mouse on the ice. <laughs> and then uh, after... Um, I did, I did like the arena for 31 years, and then I did, uh, and I managed uh, uh, sales. I was a sales manager for a staffing company for five, and then I did a uh, couple years at Discover Card as a sales rep or as a customer service rep, and then uh, 11 years at Lowe's and then here we are. I've had my and then I've had a lawn care business for Ages. probably forty years. Yeah, that's what Bread I was about butter. to say, Dad. You, you kind of skipped over the the major one that you've had. Yeah. Your it feels like your entire life. It's his baby, the biggest side job ever. Yeah, and that's probably the that's probably the most rewarding because of uh, being able to work side by side with all four of my sons. Yeah. yeah. It's not an easy task. We know this. <laughs> well, and it's funny because a lot of it. Oh, go ahead, Dad. That's probably the best part of the lawn care business, being, being able to work alongside everybody. I'd have to agree. And, and what's cool is next week we're actually, um, or the next time that we record, we're recording a bunch of um, going through our jobs and the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, you know, we'll have a lot of good stories about newspaper and cutting lawns and all the stuff. Um, the second that I, with your newspaper management, sometimes we get caught in these uh, rabbit holes talking about the memories. And sometimes just Jay and I remember going in uh, stuffing papers in the parking garage and you getting us a chocolate donut chocolate and donut. some milk. That's right. <laughs> Breakfast of champions right there. <laughs> And then you guys standing on the wall at the up by the zoo. McDonald's. Yeah, and then the Murray calendars. If we finished late, we got some breakfast. But it's and then Jay fall asleep on the way home, crashing <laughs> mom's car. Oh yeah. We, we we don't talk about that. We don't answer questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, a question, because you guys had both talked about how you both look forward to being parents and having children. Um, what? I wanted to know, like, basically, did you, well, one, did you guys always want, you know, four kids? Was that a number you guys came to collectively? And with that, was there a a smidge of sadness not getting um, a daughter? 
Yeah, we were hoping David was going to be a girl. But... Well, he, I guess he kind of is, but... <laughs> you guys are bitches. Stop that. <laughs> Not cool. Though, I do have yeah, to say, we, uh, on the air, get, Mom, what was get, my name going to be? Uh, Amber. Amber Lynn or yeah. Amber Lee? Yeah. <laughs> no, we didn't... Uh, I don't think we ever decided on number. I thought we just... When after four, they just said, you can't have any more. And it was just like... No. We, I could have. They said, they said I could have. It's just, you know, when you have four C-sections, it's, it's, you have to be careful. But they did say that if I wanted to have any more, I could. But you just kind of knew when you were done. But You've been pretty beat up at that point. And I have to tell you, the first two, even though, you know, it was boys, uh. we didn't have any ultrasounds. We didn't have any... You know, they don't do all that pre-testing stuff or anything for the first two because way back then they didn't unless you were having problems. And and I I loved having boys. I absolutely loved it. But I really wanted to have a little girl. We're just so, glad now that we only had boys. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> when Jordan, when I was pregnant with Jordan, they started to routinely do ultrasounds and doing they you know they could check the gender checking for so, the wiener and balls yeah so with, <laughs> with jordan when they first initially said boy Qu I quarter chub kind of was a little sad at first but it's just a moment of sadness and Ho then i was happy again Ho hopefully See? it was hopefully it was uh like oh yeah he's definitely a boy <laughs> yeah. And then with Nick, when I was pregnant with Nick, I had lots of different cravings. I was carrying the baby different. I wanted my hair cut. I wanted all these different things, so I just knew it was going to be a girl. And so then when I had the ultrasound and the gender check, and it was a boy, again, I had a moment of sadness, just a moment, because I wanted a girl. And then I was fine with it because we didn't have to change anything. We didn't have to get girl things. We had boy things already. And so it just made it easier to have another boy. And I, after having him and I was getting a little older, it, I just knew I didn't want to go through that again. And I was, I was fine with the fact that I didn't have any little girls and that my boys were great. I was totally fine with it. You didn't have to deal with the, the teenage years, too, the girls, right? <laughs> yeah, Jordan was the closest to the movie. Ah, Jordan was a girl then. <laughs> hey, I just had girl tendencies. <laughs> so, Jordan's Jordan the, Jordan, Jordan's the girl of the bunch, so although he's got the meat and two veg, he's got the emotional strength of a woman. <laughs> Thanks, bro. He's a little moody. <laughs> So, mom and dad, both of you guys, um, talking about having kiddos, um, what are some of your proudest moments of each of us in our, life, in our lifetimes? I'm proud of all of you. Um, you've all had certain accomplishments that you've had, and you've all, you've, I mean, we had very rare problems with any of you, uh, rare. It was very rare that we had to talk to you about something that you've 
done wrong or done bad or there was always accomplishments whether it's sport um i'm gonna call bullshit on myself on behalf of myself and jordan we're gonna take this trophy teenagers yeah when you were teenagers it was a little rough a little bit all of you i think we made dad's hair the majority of his hair fall out we're sorry dad probably yeah (laughs) all of you went to school did your schoolwork um, some took longer than others, Jordan. <laughs> midterms. Uh, some had bad grades at midterms and turned it around, David. How you doing? <laughs> and accounted for. Mom, it's kind of funny you're saying these things because we just barely talked about this in our previous episode. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, Jay, you were just, you were really smart, Jay. Uh, you got good grades. You, you took pride in yourself to try to get straight A's. Um, Nick was smart at math. And he helped all you other guys with Nick beat, <laughs> Nick beat me out. We already, t- we already talked about our GPA. Nick Nick beat me out. I had the worst GPA. <laughs> I came in third place. <laughs> but, you know, your sports, you guys, all of you lettered in one or more sports. And, you know, as time went on, the way sports is now, you have to focus on one kind of. But way back then, you could do multiple sports and multiple um, letters. But with, but you all accelerated in your school, um, college. All of you have tried. Well, Jordan, I don't think has attended university yet. But you've all tried to succeed in life, and and you're all good dads, and you're all good husbands. And, you know, the accomplishments are great. I'm, I'm so proud of Nick for getting his master's degree. I mean, Woo-woo. he was a very Woo-woo. young guy getting his master's degree. I just think that that's, that's a great success. Jay, he's a nurse. David, you did cheerleading in college, and you're a, an excellent <laughs> cheerleader. Hey, cheerleader. Wherever you know. go to work, they absolutely love you. Fired so, up. Jordan. Jordan fired up. <laughs> Jordan being at his job now over five years. Hey, that's, that's there a you go, buddy. Round of applause. <laughs> there we go. You know the things that he went through to be at a job for over five years after that happened. I'm just I'm so grateful. We're gonna incorporate a chip, you know, a chip for every year, right? <laughs> <laughs> for that, <laughs> right there, bud. Yeah. <laughs> And then Jordan, Jordan running uh, my lawn care business while I'm at work. Yeah, let's hear Dad's perspective about what you're proud about, Dad. Yeah. You take you take the mic. Yeah, Nick, uh, Nick did it a little bit, but Jordan's uh, managed my lawn care business for a years. for a while by himself until I get there. So yeah, he's done that for a long time. I think we've all had a chance to. I think we've all had a chance to do that. Like for example, back when. I before I started nursing school, you dad um, came down with severe migraines that they couldn't figure out, and so you were bed bound pretty much, and so I had to take on the role during that time and run your business. So I think we've all, all four of us, have had a chance to do that. Yeah. So I got a question, kind of backtrotting just a little bit. Um, this will be kind of the last uh, one that we, we need dad's we, we perspective, by the way. Yeah, we want. 
remember you asked dad for his perspective yeah. oh, on, on what he's proud about side note we'll, we'll go ahead and continue with that uh go ahead and from your perspective we've heard moms about your being what the accomplishments are being proud about us or what you'd have to say so go ahead and close that out and then i've got a question for both you and mom to answer to to close off the episode no just uh just uh hard workers taking care of your family is probably what we're most proud of because you know being able to your kids being able to do sports or dance or anything else that's you know we're really proud that that you're good dads and you take care of your families and they're not or wife you know and your wives and stuff so awesome and Nick, soon to be daddy? <laughs> not, no, not. That's not an announcement. Sometime soon. You guys need to get on Nick about the practicing uh, or whatever. Still, Nick, Nick, you, just leave are, it in. Hey, are you? <laughs> hey, are you still experiencing that oxy whiskey dick? Or are you good to go? Good to go. Yeah. yeah. Now leave it in. <laughs> All right. So, oh final question. Um, we're just gonna backpedal a little bit and time because we kind of like progressed into where we're at now but i would like to hear the perspective of the time where dad you proposed to mom i want to know what you did what you planned how you felt and then mom same question um what you thought what you felt and and just in that moment (laughs) we'd like to we'd like to hear that well it was a quite the battle because she was a little social butterfly Anybody that played trumpet was, she was after him. So it took a while before she just. <laughs> it's those trumpet embouchure lips. Before, before, before she decided that it was time to get married. Anyone who was uh, good with their mouth, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, no okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. And then, uh, wow. Because of, because of the grandma that I had and the mom that I had, I learned how to do uh, tying quilts and stuff. My grandma used to do that all the time and, and taught me when I was a teenager how to tie quilts. So when I got ready to propose, I um, tied a quilt for mom. And in the center of the quilt, I tied her uh, ring and then uh, proposed on Valentine's Day and cooked her dinner at my mom's house and wrote a, song on the piano. wrote a song on the piano and then after what dinner, dinner what did you make her i'm curious what did you make chicken fried steak mm-hmm. oh. mashed potatoes and gravy my favorite yeah Bubba. and corn and it was with his tie dishes they were copper no they were um bronze bronze his bronzeware nice so i had really cool silverware stuff that i bought in thailand but uh and then she opened the big box with a blanket, and then the she rolled it out, and in the center of the blanket was the ring. Were you nervous, Dad? Not really. Uh, how we, long did you did take to plan this? Like, was it like a day or a week, or you knew it was going to happen? You just didn't know how to do it, or what was your what was your processing on that? Well, we had talked about it, so. She, you know, I just had to wait till she decided she didn't want to date half the <laughs> Man, jeez, still feeling it. Damn, Dad. Yeah, and then, and then after that, then, you know, we talked about it and stuff like that. And, and it wasn't, you know, I wanted to, to try to do something a little bit different than just, you know, down in, on the in band, thing. In band speak, cool. Dad, you got first chair. 
right? That's it. First yes, chair. sir. Mom. I had to move up. I had to move up from third trumpet up to first chair. <laughs> hey, sometimes it takes a lot to get to that first chair, right? Yeah, no kidding. All right, mom, your turn. Your thoughts, your feelings well, leading up to it, what the dinner was like, what you did you know it was going to happen? Uh, let's hear it. Okay. Well, he talks about how I dated everyone. But <laughs> you have to realize three in one night. <laughs> she was she was making sure she was making the right decision. Yeah, she was just you testing know, I waters. To back. I'm I was 18 at the time, so she's the band leader, section leader, dad. <laughs> so we were in the band together at the University of Utah, and uh, I uh, I I grew close to him, and we dated for you know months. We dated for months, and one of the band trips, I got sick. It was in Colorado, and I got really sick. And instead of him going out with the band friends to dinner and hanging out with them, he chose to stay back at my room with me and make sure I was okay. And it was that moment that I knew that this guy was something different, you know, that he really cared about me. And so... So that's how dad got first chair. Yeah. <laughs> well done, dad. You tested well. <laughs> anyway, um, we had talked about being the ones for each other for some time. and That's awesome. We, he had a brother on a mission, and I had a sister on a mission, and my parents kind of had hoped that we would uh, wait to get married until my sister got home from her mission. But uh, that would have been waiting like a year that's a long time so in church years. We we never made a decision towards that, yeah, but in, we in, knew what their in church years. That's their, like ten years. <laughs> yeah, we knew that was what their wishes were, and so I didn't really expect this coming so quick because band started. Gosh, fresh out of high school. That's what she said. July, August. <laughs> I guess it was you know like August. We probably started practicing in July though, and. Um, we got engaged in February, Valentine's Day. So that's not a very long time between meeting and me trying to grow up and decide what I wanted, you know, and to getting engaged. And so I just remember him picking me up from American Savings when I worked at the bank and saying he, he had something special for us to do on Valentine's Day. And so he took me back to his house. And like he said, he had a a table set up in the living room of grandma's house there and he had all his bronzeware set up real nice because it's real pretty it's different it's like a different um setup and he cooked the chicken fried steak mashed potatoes gravy i'm assuming corn or corn or carrots or something and then um i can't remember what was first if he sat down at the piano and played a song for me. I think that's how it was, is he played a song that he had wrote on the piano and played it on the piano and sang it. And your dad doesn't sing that much, but he sang it yeah, dad. and played it for me. And then he gave me this present. He said, I didn't get you something very big. He says, it's just kind of in a big box. No big deal. And I opened it and I'm like, what? And it was this great big quilt. And I, he says, go ahead and lay it out on the floor. So I laid it out on the floor. And I was looking at it, 
and I saw the ring tied in the middle, and my first words to him was, "Are you, Are you serious?" That's like <laughs> no, what Kirsty. Like that's what Kirsty <laughs> said. Words back to me was, "No, I'm kidding." <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Dad. <laughs> no, it, I'm correct me if I'm wrong. This blanket was that one that had the blue ties that yes. we would use growing up when we would like on the couch and yes. stuff. Wow. I still have it, but I, instead of using it, I kind of put it away because it was starting to get kind of ragged, mm-hmm. and I wanted it as a keepsake, so I yeah. think I've got it in my uh, closet, my you- office in the closet there, or mm-hmm. in the other room up in the closet, I'll have to look, but anyway, yes, I've, I've, I've got it still, and it has the blue ties on it, you're right, David, so, that's awesome. That was very special for me. I I felt like I was a little young, you know, because I wasn't quite 19 yet when I was getting engaged. I was 18. You know, Dad was 21. He was back from his mission. But um, it took me a long time to say this is the one I wanted. But it was that trip that I knew that this was someone that was really special and that I needed to start settling down to well, him. So. On behalf of the Brothers Unhinged and <laughs> we pay homage to the parents unhinged. Thanks we, mom and dad. We, we are very grateful that all the uh, events that brought you guys together happened because without that we wouldn't be able to enjoy the life that you guys have provided for us. Yep, thank we love you. you. I love you too. Love you guys. We want to say uh, thank you for taking your guys' time. We understand that uh, maybe you guys got something else or that you needed to do, but this is something that we've wanted to do and process for some time and bring you guys on and talk to you. And this is just going to be the first of many in the future. And so okay. thank you very much for everything Thanks that you've for done for us. And we <laughs> love you very much. And we love you. We'll be seeing you soon. Well, we love you too. Thank you so much. Thanks for letting us join. Well, a lot of fun. Lo- love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Well, that was a blast. That was really cool. That was a lot of fun. That was so much fun. Yeah. It was having mom and dad's input on things. Yeah. Yeah. It was was really cool. Uh, Good thing we didn't ask him about the uh, the other episodes. I'm glad that this actually (laughs) went really nicely. Yeah. (laughs) It was good. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. So at this time, we're going to take a little break and have Jay talk to us about our sponsor. The Fading Daisy has provided countless clothes and tumblers to us and our friends and family. Hit her up on her Instagram, The Fading Daisy. Thank you, Teach. But we're not going that far. We got to hit it right back to Nick for financial facts with Nick. I need to learn more. I'm ready. <laughs> learn me I'm, some I'm facts. Like, I'm like your student. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for it. Uh. So the average person has 12 subscriptions and pays $219 per month. Guilty, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. Crazy, I bet <laughs> mine's but you know, more I, than I've actually, more. I've actually gone through in my head, I'm like, I'm okay with that because I utilize each one of those things mm-hmm. pretty much. Maybe just because I'm driving for three and a half hours straight both ways or more. Yeah. And I find ways to entertain myself. So I guess it, it, it's worth it. But then there's people who are like, what is this? They I forget. don't know what I'm paying for. Yeah. I'll, I will say one subscription that is totally worth it to me and Allie is Spotify. Because when you have four or five ads in a row and then you get two songs and then another four and five ads for free, that 
I got tired of it, so I paid the sixteen dollars or whatever it is for the year. Yeah. For yeah, I'm, Apple Music, man, or the month. It, it's monthly, oh, yeah. but I am Fuck totally Apple fine. Music. I am totally I fine. It. I said it. <laughs> whatever, dude. Yeah, we're we're split. David and I are Android. Team and Android. You're, there is are no ads for Apple Music. Table. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. for sure. Like Android by far. There Apple has studies. a better camera. Scientifically <laughs> Apple <true>. rocks. Scientifically <laughs> proven. Scientifically nothing. <laughs> Scientific this. I need absolute silence. You need absolute silence. So yeah, that was the financial fact. Thank you, Nick Ali. Mm-hmm. I, I will. I would like to say that that was just really cool to hear mom and dad's story. Right. I mean, to, to I hear. know it was brief, but still pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it crazy to see how like things started? Because we've done that ourselves and then like to listen to them like the 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 camaraderie and then like the the banter that dad has with mom <laughs> yeah, yeah. like saying it definitely oh yeah, comes yeah through. whatever whatever it, it, it for sure <laughs> comes through funny. yeah uh-huh. absolutely definitely for sure comes through on that um and i i realized <laughs> i have definitely realized that a lot of our our humor and the way that we act our wit and our sarcasm our, like, branches off exactly like our charm um, <laughs> sexiness watch out <laughs> but uh, it, it definitely it's great because like nick says is doing this podcast even though he's known us his entire life he's getting to know us even more and just expanding more and more same process that i kind of just went through with mom and dad and i mean we've all heard throughout our lives and a little bit here a little bit there but actually digging into some of the details it was definitely nice to to talk about here yeah how we came about right yeah <laughs> super fun when mommies and daddies love each other <laughs> <laughs> very much <laughs> what's that i hear whoop, 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 whoop. Whoop, whoop, more questions everybody we're not done we're gonna rapid we fire these done. questions we are totally not done <laughs> all right what is your favorite card or board game Ooh. Cards Against Humanity, or that's a good one. Uh, that 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 one's definitely my thing. That's what she said. That's a good one too. <laughs> yeah, we played that last night, Nick. That was freaking fun. I got a headache from laughing so hard. Oh, I man. just saw the uh, the uh, Snapchats. It was so good. Was oh like, yeah, <laughs> I wanted to go. But it was working. So it was, um, yeah, yeah, thanks cool. for the invite, dicks. <laughs> well, <You> fuck bag. <laughs> <laughs> it was just small gathering <laughs> um uh-huh. so my um something a board game it that tj and i played for a long time after we got married was sorry we have we still have the same um sorry container and board game we made like tallies on who was winning and that was super fun for us awesome Dude, i'm gonna go with uno uno is badass i love it OG fucking game <laughs> draw four bitch yep. <laughs> reverse 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 reverse, reverse. skip, skip. Reverse. Yeah. <clears throat> Nick? Well, like you guys have mentioned, Allie loves games. I love games, too. So we play a lot of different games. I would say our favorites are Wacky Six. Fuck that game, too. <laughs> it's a fun game. It's I just used to hard like to play it with Allie. Won, and she now wins too I, much. I haven't won for probably <laughs> five years. Oh, uh, yeah. We love Wacky Six. Um, one we don't own, but whenever we get together with her side... Uh, it's called Catan, Settlers of Catan. That shit's hard. That I love that fun. game. It's just that a yeah. long like game. Risk? That's difficult. It, it's just a strategy game, kind of like Ticket to Ride. You yeah. ever play Ticket to Ride? Uh, That's oh, another good one. Yeah, those are good. Um, Mon- we also like... Monopoly. Yeah, we have Monopoly, uh, Monopoly Deal, which is like playing a game of Monopoly in 20 minutes, which is really nice. <laughs> Get a Instead couple rounds in. six hours and 
Grandma with the pink 50s. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's with the pink 50s, Grandma? I'm fucking cheating. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, we also love, um, you know, Sorry, um, Jenga. Just, we love games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's plenty. I could keep going, but those are my favorites. Um, oh, here's an interesting one. What are some of your biggest pet peeves? Ooh. Wow. I'll give you guys some time to think. I'll share one real this quick. One, this one's hard. Let's hear it. Yeah. Oh, I, I th- <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, no. Okay. So doing laundry at our house. This is weird, but it's just a pet peeve of mine. When I take my socks off, I make sure they're unfolded. They're not in a little ball. Allie loves to bunch her socks up and just throw it in the dirty clothes. But when, when it gets washed... It's dried as a little like, bundle. Damn as a little, it. And it doesn't get, get fully washed. I'll just kind of, I'll I just thought kind you of, were going to say screaming babies. I mean, uh, I mean screaming babies. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll just piggyback off of yours, um, pet peeve-wise, is inside-out clothes. Yeah. Because like when you fold, you're like, gosh dang it. Like You have to undo Almost it. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. That's definitely one of mine. I can't stand when people don't use their blinkers on the road or when people are looking oh, at their you phone. you must hate driving behind Dad. Dad, yeah. <laughs> I hate you following hate Dad on trips. <laughs> oh, there's an exit now? Yeah. Yeah. You just, just got to read his mind. Yeah. That's how it works. I think mine, one of mine is folding clothes and like my, my kids and Kirsty. They don't wear matching socks, like ever. So when you're trying to fold clothes and match up socks, there's no such thing. There's no such thing as matched socks, except for mine. <laughs> I yeah. Me, um, when you're wearing like shoes and you can feel like your sock bunching up inside your shoe. Yeah. And it's like you no know, matter what you do, it just keeps falling off inside your shoe. Is there a rock in my shoe? Is there a rock? <laughs> I mean, there. If we really dug deep, I'm pretty sure each one of us has just like a whole list or a whole know. bunch full. That, that's one to probably plan a little for bit more. another time. Yeah. yeah, things that bother us and pet peeves. That'll be a fun one to talk about. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next question: Have you ever successfully pitted your parents against another brother and got them to take your side? Oh my gosh! I'm sure it wasn't we did. me. He did it. I'm sure there's tons yeah, of stories. You guys of always like used to up. make me swear. Jordan said the F You word. did that to me, I too. I did that to Nick. Jordan said the sons, fuck word. Sons of bitches. Yeah, Nick, we <laughs> did it to Nick all the time. We did it to Jordan. Oh, shitheads. Hey, Jordan, <laughs> hey, Jordan, what did you say again? What, what was that? Mom, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. When it comes to, like, pitting against parents, I think it's natural. Pitted. 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 <laughs> I think it's actually quite... <laughs> quite natural it's the new thing these days when when we were to get in trouble or when something happens that we're obviously did something wrong you immediately as a child try to find the scapegoat and try to blame and so it was hard for me to do that because i would always do things not but there really wasn't a way that i could pin it on jay or jordan because i'd be the one that would either like smack him or hit him so there really wasn't a way or an avenue for me to do that as much but uh I definitely remember certain things that if we would get in trouble, it wouldn't be necessarily pitting, but it would be bringing somebody else, another guilty party, saying, <laughs> Even well, he, it out. He, he did it too. Yeah. Like, but he it's did not this. Just me. You said, you he said. Did. You said, you said. Did and, you? Then, and then Jay would be like, like or Jordan would be like, 
And then after, good going. Why did you have to tell me tell him that I do this? <laughs> Thanks Idiot. a lot, Bodegget. Well, I'm sorry. That's just Thanks how, a lot. That's just how it is, man. Mm-hmm. Was it? Was there something like that when you had the hole in the wall downstairs? Well, like Jay, Jay did it, or David did it, Jay, or Jay and I, were I just arguing, said, I just said, and da- I pissed David him was off. chasing me. I pissed him off so I pissed him <laughs> off so bad. He made me trip. And then I ran because he got out. He was coming chase after me, so I ran and turned down the hall. And our old hose vacuum was kind of like mm-hmm. around there, mm-hmm. and Jay tripped on it, and he barrel rolled and knee first into the wall. Oh. And at that moment, when that happened. He was no longer mad at me. I was no longer mad at him. Our immediate thought went to, we're fucked. (laughs) And I remember Jay looking at it and looking at me and looking at it. And he tried to, like, cover it. Like, no. Like, put his hand there. Like, maybe if I put my hand here and move it, it won't have a hole when I move my hand. (laughs) Right. It's going to magically disappear. I I, I don't remember exactly, but I think that we stayed away. I, I literally think that we stayed away from telling mom and dad. I don't think we said a, a word. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, it just stayed that way. And then I think dad came down into his office once and yeah, saw it. Was it. Go, and then it was go went, time. And then we had to answer for it. Wow. <laughs> All right. I'll move on to the next one here. Any secrets you have that you'd like to share? Dude, that's a whole episode, I think. Right? And you have to like, <laughs> dig into some files. We'll just do but. an episode called Secrets. You got some secrets? Okay. Chris. Chris. Right. Hey, um, I guess my biggest secret is when I started drinking. I mean, not heavily, but I was in high school, 17, and um, I kept that. I mean, it's not necessarily... Yeah, I mean, that's a secret. And mm-hmm. that's kind of the moment when I was in the some low parts because my whole friend base was gone. <laughs> so Jay had already left on this mission, and I didn't have anybody to hang out with. So I filled it with other things that was good, and you know... I don't regret it at all because it was awesome. So. <laughs> well, I'm sure you had a lot of fun. And like for me, I think it does kind of stem from that realm. When you're taking a step away from what you've grown up in and been so accustomed to um, and kind of it just keeping it to yourself for the longest time until you feel comfortable being out in the open and mm-hmm. and uh, letting people know who you are now. Like this is this is who I am and... So be it. And this podcast has provided that for us, a platform. Right. It's been kind of nice to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, kind of like along the lines of David, like I uh, dabbled into like smoking and chewing. Like early on, I kind of became friends with a guy at a smoke shop and he just supplied me with what I wanted. But that's kind of one of those things. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I can't think of anything because I'm vanilla. Hey, so. we love vanilla. <laughs> Some big league chew. <laughs> Bubble gum. <laughs> All right, next question. Uh, favorite TV shows? Um, I really enjoyed watching like Viva La Bam and um, South yes. Park. Those are my things. I so really liked it. Growing up, I watched every episode of Saved by the Bell. Mm. Um, I watched Family Matters. I don't know if you remember that one with Steve Urkel. Mm-mm. Um, full House. Yeah, Jay and I's uh, morning routine was Full House and Saved by the Bell. Mm-hmm. And music videos, MTV. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, MTV, absolutely. Right now, I love watching like um, the challenge shows, like 
the old stars from like like survivor the, no 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 like from re, from um road rules real world now uh-huh. now they do like the challenge where they bring those old players or they bring some people from survivor and they do it's like it's basically like r- real world road rules challenge but kind of amplified so that's pretty cool MT- mtv that show nice um growing up was definitely rocket power or spongebob oh yeah yeah um and then uh right now like friends you know mm-hmm. uh house of the dragon um, cool stuff like that jersey shore i've been on a jersey shore kick lately oh yeah that's been a fun one to go Cabs back into yeah. Cabs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i definitely got on that jersey shore i like to like it's revisit fun. that and just see that it's, i've rewatched it like four times it's, it's awesome, awesome. I, I really enjoyed that show for sure yeah uh, when I think of my favorite TV shows, I think of the different phases of life. So being a kid would definitely be like SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <clears throat> I loved the MTV shows like Parental Control, Next. Oh, I remember yes. those. Room Raiders. Those were the best. Dude, um, can you imagine Silent those shows Library. trying to be released? Silent Library is fun. Can you yeah. imagine some of those shows trying to be released in today's? <laughs> it wouldn't happen. What about Dude. Fear Factor, guys? Fear Factor yeah, was remember good. Fear Factor. Yeah, Fear uh, Factor. Robin Big, oh, Viva La Bam. Oh, man, Robin, yeah, Robin Big. Big, Fantasy Robin Factory. Yeah, fucking I mean, love that show. Yeah, and of course I love The Office the and Office. Friends. That got me through college when I was living down there. It was back and forth. Friends, Office, Friends, Office, Friends, Office. I didn't really get into the Friends. I, I love The Office. I, it's really hard to get into it at the first, but I know that clips from like later on, like later seasons. Mm-hmm. The humor definitely gets kicked up a notch. It gets yeah. better, yeah. When, yeah, you just you see the relationship; it builds, you know, characters, and yeah. So that those would be my favorites. Cool. Uh, here's a juicy one. What is the nicest thing you've ever done for someone? Um, myself. Something that just immediately came to my head. I mean, there's a there's a lot of things, and I'm pretty sure all of us can attest that there's certain things throughout life that you can remember and, and speak and speculate on about what you've done. Um, my previous job, um, the, the area that I was working in was just around local areas, and there was a 7-Eleven that I would stop at frequently. And um, there was this kid. He had, like, one of those, you know, the radio flyer um, wagons that you can pull? like the smaller version well there was like kind of a bigger version he had one of those and in that you could see he had like grocery stuff like he had some milk there's some chips and like some top ramen things and drinks and um you could tell that he got a card it looked like some sort of gift card or like one of those like and not a real debit card or a credit card and he was in front of me getting ready to pay and i'm, I'm gonna say he was probably like 13 maybe a 13 year old kid and they tried to run it and you know it was probably like a 70 dollar purchase he had a lot of things in there and the card wasn't working so there's insufficient funds or something and the look on his face was embarrassment and he was just like he didn't know what to do he kind of like froze as a kid like you don't really know what to do and he's like well and the cashier's just kind of like staring at him. He's like, do you have another card or anything and he's like oh, i mean it's the only thing i have and so, and I'm like, I'll get it. So I just gave the guy my card and bought it for him. And his face just went still a little bit shy and bashful that that had to happen. But in my mind, looking at it, he was probably on a grocery run. His mom, whether or not she's in the picture or out of the picture or sick or drunk. or I don't know. You don't know. But I just 
Gave uh, Kevin guy, McAllister. Gave the guy my card and bought his groceries and cool that was it i think that that's the number one thing that just kind of popped in my head yeah and like you said i i'm sure there's a lot of other things that i could pull from but something that i do love to do is just pay for somebody's meal yeah at least once a week yeah like just Mm -hmm. and it's funny because like you'll go to a fast food and and you tell the person as you give the card and you just you tell them yeah we also pay for the people behind me and they kind of like they look Pause. at you they, like, oh. They like, no, no, no. Like sometimes, sometimes they're like, they do Why? like a double, t- they do like a double take and they're like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, pay for theirs. And then you, you as I'm driving away, I always wonder, okay, I wonder what they're going to do. Are they going to keep, are they going to keep it going? Is it going to go like that all day long? Mm-hmm. Or is it just going to be mine? Yeah. Like yeah. You, you just don't know. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, I do that. I do that same thing. I do at least once a week. I do that. And then like. You get that reaction, that initial reaction, and they're like, "Okay, putting positive vibes into the universe." Are you mm-hmm. Are you sure? Like, why? Like, like I even got asked that one time. And he's like, "Why?" I'm like, just "Make sure." I just like not, to do it every now and then, just to do, help somebody out. Be careful. That's not one of them family vans that's got like twelve kids in the back, <laughs> right? And it's like a hundred and twenty dollars. Just look in the rearview mirror first. <laughs> you know, in in fact, See a guy I, on a motorcycle. Ah, oh, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> in fact, I did. I, in fact, I did it one time and. Um, kind of where I stopped is like right around the corner from my work. So it was during my lunch and then I pulled out, drove, they followed me, they followed me and I was like, oh shoot, like, are they mad or something? Mm -hmm. They just followed and then as I parked, they just drove by and I gave a thumbs up and like said like, thank you like this. And I was like, ah, that's awesome. That's awesome, dude. Get you right in the feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fuzzy. But what, what I was going to say is, uh, um, my daughter has a friend, and one time, you know, during this time, I think it was during the summer, and uh, she would always be playing with her outside, and then, like, we just noticed um, a lot of times, like, they would ask if she could come in and do this and do that, and then uh, she was always, like, asking, like, if we had anything to eat or, like, just, like, uh, innocently, you know, like, hey, like, do you think I could grab, like, a snack or something? So we were just like, oh, you know, what's going on? You know, like, we don't mind. Like, we open it up to, you know, all their friends or whatever. But um, we just kind of, we were wondering why that was. And we went sometime, um, we went over to walk her home in the dark or something. And um, her mom uh, just said, hey, uh, you know, I appreciate you, you know, every now and then, like, giving her something to eat. Um we just feel so bad. Like sometimes we just don't have any food here, you know, for days at a time and whatnot. And so, so, and right then and there, I was like, cause I think I was the one who walked her home. And then I went back and I told Kirstie, I said, Hey, like, um, I got an idea. Why don't we go and, uh, just get like some like essentials, like mm-hmm. just so that they can right. get by, right? Like top ramen and, you know, like tortillas and a some block of cheese and, and some cereal. milk, cereal, mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. things that you can just eat throughout the day, day after day, that aren't like super big meals, but we also got them it's like something. canned soup, um, some like peas, corn, stuff like that, that you can, mm-hmm. um, you know, we didn't really care about like the price of it. We just, we went to the store like we were going to the store, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And it's usually like a two week, three weeks, sometimes, you know, a month um, of stuff that you could just stock your, you know, pantry with. So we did that one time and... Uh, 
um, we got back and we carried it all up to the door and we knocked on the door and she answered the door and she just started crying instantly. She said, what's all this? And um, we just said, hey, we know that you're struggling at this moment. Like, and I don't know if the dad's in the picture or anything like that, but we just said, hey, like we want to do something nice for you. Um, we appreciate, you know, the friendship that your daughter has with our daughter and you're good people and we just want to do something for you. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. And she gave us a big hug, started crying, fell to the floor, kind of just like in That's disbelief. Awesome, so that was cool. kind of a, a good feels yeah. a little bit That's and it felt great. Good. Yeah. When I think of this stuff, I think, uh, to me, it's not anything big. It's not impacting my life much, but what you're doing for someone else. Yeah, some, how you were talking impact. about earlier, like you're kind of a service-oriented guy. Yeah, like even the smallest things makes you, like it's, oh. it makes you feel great. Oh, you're definitely. Doing for somebody. When I worked at Harmon's Grocery when I was in college, I mean, being in customer service, there were so many opportunities to go above and beyond and to do something extra. So I can't think of specific things that you know. Mm-hmm. But I did a lot of stuff there. When we were in Portland recently, we were at a store and there was this older lady that was trying to handle all her groceries. And I said, let me get those for you. So I walked her to the car, took, took the groceries with her. So I'm, I mean, just doing little things like that. I, service I to well, others. Yeah. yeah. And some, something, this is kind of playing off that a little bit, but me and the kids were at the store yesterday and um, a lady was walking around with a bunch of stuff in her hands mm-hmm. and she just dropped one thing, but she didn't have a cart or anything. So it was like, she couldn't like hold it all and so it dropped and i just went over picked it up and grabbed her she's like yeah i'm just trying to find my husband he took the card away <laughs> but like in front of you know it's nice to do <clears throat> stuff like that i don't do it for recognition yep. i just do it yeah. like that's just mm-hmm. impulse reaction to do that and in front of the kids it teaches them as well like yeah you know be a little good little acts of service yes yeah one thing i look forward to and in, in hopefully near future is um one of the steps of Financial Peace University is build wealth and give outrageously. So I, I can't wait to be able to be in be that position to be able to help a lot of people. Um, oh, That's another, pretty great. Yeah, another another thing that just popped into my mind. Um, where I worked at a company, the one Jordan works at, um, and you're able to get eight hours of like uh, volunteer work. And I remember... <clears throat> Uh, food drives you go help a food drive at an elementary and this happened to be Allie's elementary she went to Um, and we were able to take like two or three hours of that time and we go meet up um, we get a name badge and then we put together these bags of groceries for um, all these kids there's like a an after-school program where these kids and parents can come by and get some extra foods just like Jordan was saying essential stuff just small things but Mm -hmm. to help you get through the week and um, you know, an area that may not have much. Um, that was that was really neat to be able to do something like that and to really just volunteer yourself and put put together something. That was really neat. That's sweet. All right. Uh, next question. What is one thing you admire? Okay, one thing that you admire about each brother that you've never told them. That's, it's hard, it's because hard because we're very. I, I think we're open. pretty open. Yeah. I think I just told you my specific feelings about how I feel about you. Like you know, I'm looking up to you and my reasons behind that. And right, um, I know that I've made some pretty crazy mistakes in my life. And you know, it sometimes is hard to get portrayed as you know a good person on some of those bases. But when it comes to reciprocating, I 
think with you yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I kind of opened it up today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think we've it's all cool. even during the podcast. I think we've been very open with how we feel about each other. I think we all have each other's backs. Um, no matter what, we try to be super positive with each other. We're honest with each other, which is also helpful at times. Even though if sometimes honesty can be not hurtful, but a little harsh, maybe feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but being honest with each other and and always kind of being upfront, I think, has been very helpful for our relationships. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yeah. Well, and then like kind of what he was saying is, um, even though you know, like being honest with them might get them pissed off, or like maybe a small time frame of not talking but then you gain the respect and you just get closer afterwards um i know that there's been times that throughout it's happened throughout the years with all of you right i think um there's something to say that there are some families outside of ours that certain things that maybe we have experimented or experienced i should say uh, between each other cause some rifts that probably still exist between families on the outside that are that they didn't never get over get over it and for us to be able to come back come back as close as we are and i just think that this uh, podcast that we've decided to go ahead and create has actually even more so solidified because you know we've always been close even when we've been pissed off at each other there's still the memories the lessons and everything else regardless of the feelings at that moment i don't think the closeness ever has gone away but everything of course is just much more solidified yeah and i think i think too um you know specifically with us but um with this podcast um with the with those church episodes you know like uh we we had bonnie on and to see like the turmoil in her family um it's just it's just sad and you know, with with our mom and dad, like, yeah, they they would rather us go back to church. They would prefer us. They encourage us to you know get back into the church, but they've never really turned their back on us even yeah. till this day. Like they still, they, they still love us for who yeah. we are. And you and know, respect. it was kind of cool, like respect. even going there, respect. and they still respect us. Yeah, and we respect them. And yeah, exactly. you know, we we thank mom and dad for that. We love them very much. You know that Absolutely. they haven't really turned their back on us, but. You know, it's it's really nice to know that no matter what we do in life, no matter how our journey goes, <laughs> they'll <for> still <laughs> respect us. And for right? those of you that uh, listen to this and hearing how our dad's humor is, you kind of see all that bleed through all of us. Sometimes ours mm-hmm. is a little bit more intense because my dad still holds conservative views and holds back, but we definitely get a, a bit of the funny bone from our from our from our dad for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said, fellas. <laughs> yeah, we, we've kind of like let everything out. Like right. I, there really isn't a, a lot that we haven't said to each other that we haven't already said. Yeah, I like that. Well, it just it, it just it doesn't way. it doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work like hiding the way you feel about people. Like, yeah. and not just between True. us. Like in general, like being Hon- fake honesty. To people just I don't sucks. care that you broke your elbow. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> Well, that kind of ties into our last question, and you know we can expand on it or whatever you feel. What is it like being so close to your siblings as adults? Well, I'm going to say that since we've started the podcast, it's been a lot. I mean, it's always been good. I, not always been good, but lately it's always been good, if that makes any sense. Um, but few rough patches. But st- <laughs> but starting this podcast, it's it's really nice because now we are 
technically forced to get together and hang out and it's and bro time. it's bro time yes bro so it's been a lot of fun to be able to see each other and talk about a bunch of things reminisce and kind of like play off each other and, and develop even better relationships i think this this podcast has kind of helped us mm-hmm. continue our our good relationship if that makes any sense oh yeah for sure bro shambos yeah, absolutely yeah it's definitely been a lot of fun uh coming back to being on the rope, like I've already explained, and I was just getting done listening to some podcasts, and I'm like, what would it be like if we could just get together and talk? And then I'm like, hey. And that's where it like began, and it's grown into this thing where I look forward to not only recording, but then when the release dates happen, that's the first thing right. I listen so to. Right, so excited. Like, oh, yeah. And it's, Screw it's music. Great. I just throw on the podcast. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm so behind Absolutely. on all my other podcasts and music because right. I care more about this. But, so it's uh, fun. Not saying that we weren't close before, but we're definitely more close now. And we spend more time together. What's yep. really great is, is something that Nick, just an impression on me is he's being able to know somebody for so long yet not know more about them and this has actually given us opportunities to open our book and look through our pages even more well, so. and also what's cool about it is we'll always have this like it, this is always going to be something that we can this listen to that's the best part it's immortal well it's it's crazy too because yeah we grew up together right we yeah. know each other inside and out, but then we sit down and we have conversations like this, and, and I still I learn things about that. you. Exactly. I didn't know that. I, yeah. I still I learn things that. about you guys, so yeah. Yeah. it's really cool. That's it's what's special sweet. to me, because you know, I love getting together with you guys, and then I just love learning new things about you guys and how you feel about things. It's crazy how fast time goes, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It'll be fun is when we're like 80, and we're showing our, I don't know, Depending on how old our grandkids are. <laughs> Put your dick away. Pull we, up your pants. That would be probably the we, great, great grandkids. We, 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 uh, we talk about some pretty crazy things, but it's just going to be like, man, you guys used to be fun. Or like, we still are. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, David, how about the thing of it is? Bring it on, bro. Oh, righty then. Bring it on home. Okay, give me a second. I've got to open up. Alrighty. So, identical twins do not share the same fingerprints. Interesting. That's that's kind of good to know. Time to expand. You can't blame your crimes on your twin after all. This is because environmental factors during development in the womb, umbilical cord length, position in the womb, and the rate of finger growth impact your fingerprint. Okay. That is crazy. So, so like, identical good twins job, God. are not <laughs> all the way identical. Yeah. I was going to say, I've never thought of something like that before, but I. now that you bring it up, I'm like, huh, why Why would well, that you, be? You got to think that, you know, maybe one day the umbilical cord was a little bit pinched in one area, so the blood flow was a little changed a little bit to other. one twin to the other. Yeah. And maybe it was during the, the processes of the genetic input that the fingers are developing well and so it it makes sense yeah Yeah. a lot of times the twins come out different sizes too so that makes sense yep yeah so that's the thing of it is awesome that was cool that was a good one well this was another fun uh episode for us being able to have our parents on and and chat it up and ask some questions about growing up 
also definitely be, a fun one. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. And then also to get back into the flow of questions from our fans and people mm-hmm. that we know, and a lot of them were anonymous. So that's, we enjoy that. So Nick posted that app on our, on our Facebook. Um, well his personal Facebook and tagged us all in. So if you ever have any other questions, just go to that app and, and ask away. We, it makes it fun. Like I said, it, one question could take up a full episode. It's, it's been, it's been a blast. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Make sure to check out uh, all our uh, socials. Um, Like Jay said, leave us some questions. We always enjoy that. Uh, We thank you guys for sticking with us. We enjoy it just as much as you do. And just keep coming back. Thank you. Love y'all. Yeah, yeah. Love Love y'all. Love y'all. Raise your hands up, 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 ra